Good afternoon, Regeneration Nashville. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Amen. Well, we just want to begin by welcoming everybody who's gathered here with us to worship together. We love you. We honor you. You are the Regeneration Nashville family, and we believe God is going to show up in a powerful way in this service today. And we also want to take a minute and welcome all of our online members and visitors from all over the world. Even though you can't be with us today, you are part of this family. We love you. We honor you. And we believe that our mighty God is able to reach you wherever you are today to touch you through this service. So why don't we all stand together and go to the Lord in prayer. Father God, we love you. We love you, we love you, we love you. We love you with all of our hearts, our minds, our soul, and our strength. As the deer panteth for the water, so our soul longeth after you, O oh God. Lord, we don't want to do church. We want to be in your presence. Like Mary chose the good part, Jesus, and sat at your feet and heard your words, O oh God. Lord, we pray right now, today in this service, that every distraction, everything that we brought into this house, that you peel it off, O oh God. And Lord, let a spirit of intimacy be released in this house today as you walk amongst us. We pray that you rend the heavens and send down your Holy Spirit into this house, O oh God. Let let the breath of God fill this house, oh God, from end to end and side to side. Lord God, as you have your way, our agenda, oh God, we say, throw it aside, oh God. Have your way. Your will be done in this service, oh God. Lord, we, be, we know because when we're in your presence, oh God, lives are changed. And so we take authority over every demonic spirit of hindrance, every spirit of fear, anxiety, sickness that would come into this house. You, The weapon formed against this church shall prosper. And so we stand in all authority and say this is your house God and this is holy ground in your presence oh God so we pray an anointing on the worship on Pastor Jasmine and the worship team as their worship goes up which you are worthy to receive let it be a sweet fragrance in this building oh God and Lord we thank you for the manna from heaven that you put into Pastor Kent's heart every week we're amazed that you give us a word in season for what we need right now we know that there's a fire right now even burning in his belly that's going to come out oh God and a consuming fire because you are a consuming fire. Let a spirit of boldness be released in this house today for your glory, oh God. And we thank you, God, for signs and wonders, miracles, because when you are in our midst, everything changes. We give you all the glory in Jesus' name. Come on and put your hands together for Jesus.
bless you, Lord. How many know his grace is sufficient? Will you just lift your hands and say, thank you for your grace. Thank you, Lord, that it's sufficient for today. Oh, thank you, Lord, that you hold me in your hands. When I'm worried about tomorrow, I won't be overwhelmed. And the burdens that I've carried, I'll choose to lay them down. Because what I've learned about your favor, your mercy and your grace, is they go on forever. They're sufficient for today. Hallelujah.
sufficient for today. There's sufficient for today. There's sufficient for today. Hallelujah. Come on, Jehovah Jireh. We thank you, O God. Oh, we bless you, Lord. We bless you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you for the stirring. Thank you for the stirring. Thank you, Lord, that a breakthrough is on its way. Thank you, Lord, that a breakthrough is on its way. Thank you, Lord, that all we believe in
the Lord for the breakthrough. Come on, begin to intercede. Come on, grab a hold of the breakthrough today that's on its way. I feel it stirring in the atmosphere. Come on, the Lord is saying things are changing. The things that you prayed for, oh, they're coming to fruition now, says the Lord. For the heavens are no longer brass. But God said that this is the season that you have longed for. The Lord said the fruit is ripe for harvest, for harvest. God said that this next season, your hands are going to be so full of the fruit of the harvest of the Lord that you won't be able to hang on to the things of the past. But God said, let him go. Let him go for behold, I'll do a new thing, declares the Lord of hosts. Come on, give the Lord the praise. Thank you for the breakthrough. today a breaking amen and you can be seated I uh, I went to the barber shop the other day I know it doesn't look like I go to the barber shop but I do and uh, 
I was sitting there and half the fun of the barber shop is getting to hear other people's conversations. That's half the reason that you go. And I was sitting there and I overheard a man begin talking and he was saying how um, we always see the same side of the moon, no matter where we are at, because of how the earth and the moon rotates, that we are always seeing the same side, that we never see the dark side or the the far side of the moon. We'll never see it. It's always the same side. And I begin to think on that, and and the Lord uh, brought to my mind a verse in Jeremiah, because I begin to think of how that's it's kind of like our our hearts, how there are parts of our hearts that that we ourselves will never see without the help of the Holy Ghost, and there's parts of our hearts that we will never show anyone else. And and Jeremiah says the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? Yet the Lord says that he will search our hearts and he will try our reins and it can it can oftentimes be so uncomfortable to let the Lord into every part of our heart and to begin to to delve deeply um, into our heart because he'll begin to deal with sin that that you don't see uh, there there are times you might be driving and somebody cuts you off and and stuff comes up out of you and you say I didn't even know that was there but the Holy Spirit knows and he'll begin to deal with with it. But I remember my mother, she, she told me how she had some family that she sat down with and the Lord had been dealing with her about them and, and had given her some dreams about them. And so she sits them down and she looks at the wife and, and she had been wounded by her parents as a young girl and had carried that all of her life, but nobody else could see that, but the Holy Spirit could see and wanted to deal with that. And with the husband, there had been some, some bullying as a young man and, and it had stayed with him and infected him all of his life. And the Holy Spirit saw that and she just began to release the word of the Lord to them and it brought such healing. And so I just want to tell you today that if you will let the Lord begin to touch your heart to deal with the rejection, to deal with the brokenness and even the hardness and the sin and the things that maybe you don't see and have been buried so long and so many years that you have forgotten or things that you would never show anybody else. Watch what the Lord will do for you because he will take your brokenness brokenness and he will give you beauty for ashes. Amen. Amen. It makes me think of that Will Reagan song. And he says, I'm tr- uh, I give it all to you, Lord, trusting that you will make something beautiful out of me. And so I just I implore you, trust in the Lord because he will make something beautiful out of you. He will give you beauty for ashes. Um, if you want to stand to your feet, we'll, we'll turn our hearts to giving today and we'll say our offering declaration uh, together. Because I am a tither and a giver, the windows of heaven are open to me, and God rebukes the devourer for my sake. I am blessed financially and receive a blessing that I cannot contain. I choose to sow cheerfully and bountifully, knowing I will reap bountifully. He makes me the head and not the tail, above and not beneath. The blessings of God are chasing me and overtaking me because God loves to see me prosper. I am believing him for advancements, God ideas, blessings and increases, financial freedom and breakthroughs. Amen. Ushers, you may serve the people. Praise the Lord. 
Hello, Regeneration Nashville. I want you to help me sing a song real quick, okay? Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Channy. Happy birthday to you. He turned 50. <laughs> Happy birthday. We love you. Channing is our musical director here at Regeneration Nashville, and he has a beautiful wife and two beautiful daughters, and we just are honored and blessed to have Channing here. And so I just thought, why not? We, did you get cake? Yes. That, you, that was, you hesitated. Kind of cake. Okay. Well, we'll take care of that. We'll fix that. <laughs> he doesn't know who he's talking to. We're going to have cake. <laughs> oh, so, oh, I'm so happy to see you. Uh, I hope that you've had a wonderful week this week. And uh, I also hope that you had a chance to watch Pastor Kent's podcast this week on distractions. That was amazing. If you haven't had a chance to go and hear that, I hope that you will uh, hear that. And so we just uh, here at Regeneration Nashville, we love the Word of God. God. And uh, it is a firm foundation to build our lives on, to build our church on. And so we thank God for the Word of God. And so I met some wonderful folks today. Uh, first of all, let's see, I met a couple from California, from uh, Sacramento. Where are you, Sacramento? Oh, you're right there. Uh, it's dark down there. I'm sorry. We welcome you. God bless you. Stand up, Kevin. Let us welcome you. We're so happy that you're here from Sacramento, and this is Nancy. We're honored to have you here today. God bless you. So I met some people from, was it Indiana? Yeah, Southern Indiana. Stand up, Indiana. Let us welcome you. We're glad you're here. Thank you. And we met some people from Kentucky. They drove three hours from Kentucky. Stand up and let us welcome Kentucky. So glad to have you here. I think I met some more folks from Kentucky. Are you from Kentucky? Stand up and let us welcome Kentucky. So glad you're here. Uh, okay, so I met a lady from Georgia, right? Stand up, Georgia. Let us welcome you. We're glad you're here. God bless you. That's Trisha. Yeah, honored to have you. So after that, I don't know. Who else do we have? Oklahoma. Stand up, Oklahoma. Let us welcome you. We're glad you're here. Glad you're here. Uh, I, this brother on the front row is the brother from Finland. He was here last Sunday. And so uh, he, I shook his hand today and he said, my flight got canceled and I have to leave tomorrow so I could come to church again today. And so stand up, Finland. Let us welcome you. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, my mother had a saying, and it was this, oh, the Lord works in mischievous ways. So we just think the Lord was being mischievous and letting you stay another day to be here at Regeneration Nashville. Don't you believe that? So honored to have you. So do we have any other visitors? Sorry? Stand up, California. Let us welcome you. Honored to have you. Anybody else? Missouri, stand up, Missouri. Let us welcome you. We're honored to have you. 
Before I ask again, I just want to ask those online if you want to, to uh, text and let us know online where you're watching from. We would love to know where you're watching from. So who else do we have? Sorry? Marilyn, stand up, Marilyn. Let us, let us welcome you. So glad to have you. Handsome, handsome young guy. Illinois, where's Illinois? Stand up, Illinois. Glad to have you. God bless you. Am I missing anybody else? Wisconsin. Stand up, Wisconsin. Let us welcome you. We're honored to have you here. God bless you. Thank you for coming to Nashville. Got some fun things that I want to uh, invite you to. Uh, first of all, we have our corporate prayer meeting next Saturday at the warehouse location, 535 Brick Church Park Drive. That's from 930 to 1030. And so I love having the honor of praying with my church family. So if at all possible and you can be there, why don't you come and pray for an hour? Jesus said this. He said, can you not watch for one hour? And so we're going we're gonna to get together on Saturday and we're going to watch and pray. So it's, a, it's an honor to pray with my church family. The other thing is that I want you all to come to dinner. Not at my house. <laughs> what was it the guy said when he saw the shark? I'm going to need a bigger boat, right? So I'm going to need a bigger house to have you all to the house. But we'll have it at the warehouse location. Uh, 535 Brick Church Park Drive. That is every Wednesday night in June, and it is absolutely free. And we would love for you to come and be our guest for dinner. And all, all you have to do is just go to regenerationnashville.org and let me know that you're coming so that I know how many to prepare for. And so we would just feel so honored to get to know you. Uh, you know us, but we want to know you, and we want to know you better, and we want you to know each other as a church family. So it's just a wonderful time of fellowship and uh, just getting together um, the family of God. All right. I also want to remind you that August the 10th through the 12th, we are having our Elijah Co. Uh, conference, and it will be out of this world. Uh, every time we have these, uh, you know, leading up to it, it's so much work, and, and you know, I, I think this will probably be the last one. And then we have the conference, and it is so magnificent, and the power of God comes down so much that we can't help it. We just have to do it again. So we have Brother Dutch Sheets coming this August. Yeah. And so uh, we also have Apostle Jane Hammond, her husband, Pastor Tom Hammond. That's right. And, uh, and Brother uh, Greg Hood. And so we have a powerful, powerful lineup. And so there is a time in this meeting that every person in the room will be laid hands on by a prophet. And so we just loose the prophets in the room. Many times there is a prophetic word that goes forth over your life. Really, truly, you do not want to miss this. This is powerful. So Pastor Kent and I will be staying on the grounds there at the uh, Sheridan Music City. Uh, and that's where our daughter was married. And that's where uh, it's just a, it's a, has a lot, holds a lot of uh, sentiment for us. So we'll be staying there with you and we'll be fellowshipping. All the prophets will be there on the ground, so you don't want to miss it. So, okay, did I say everything that I was supposed to say? Huh? Flashpoint. Pastor Kent will be on Flashpoint May 12th, right here 
<laughs> right here in this room, and it's going to be wonderful. Also, there are serving opportunities. If you would like to serve, greet, uh, usher, uh, all those kinds of things, uh, they are offering us uh, serving opportunities. So if you would like to come and be a part of the army, serving the body of Christ, this is your opportunity. And we're grateful for Flashpoint for our giving us that opportunity to serve. Uh, Jesus said, said, when we enter in, we will hear, well done, thou good and faithful servant. And so Regeneration Nashville is a house full of servants. So I love you so much. God bless you. Why don't we just stand? Why don't we just offer unto the Lord a sacrifice of praise as Pastor Kent comes. Father, we just love you. Come on, give the Lord a hand of praise. Father, we just love you. God, we're thankful. We're grateful. God, for your presence. God, come on, give him a shout of praise. Come on, give the Lord a shout of praise. Lord, we love you. God, we praise you. Hallelujah to God. Amen. Praise God. God bless you. Be seated. Are you ready for the word of the Lord today? Hallelujah. I, there's nothing better than just being in good church and feeling the presence of God. Uh, I want to preach out of the book of 1 Samuel today, and you can turn with me to 1 Samuel chapter 9. And we're going to be reading from chapter 9 and then a little bit from chapter 10. Um, so thankful for what God has done for this church. Amen. He has sustained us. And uh, we're in the process now of, of building our own building. Isn't that going to be a marvelous time? Yes. So, um, all right. Let's get into the word of the Lord today in 1 Samuel chapter 9, and uh, we're going to start with verse uh, 15. Now the Lord had told Samuel in his ear a day before Saul came, saying, Tomorrow, about this time, I will send thee a man out of the land of Benjamin, and thou shalt anoint him to be captain over my people Israel, that he may save my people out of the hand of the Philistines. For I have looked upon my people because their cry is come unto me. I was praying today, this morning, and I told the Lord, I said, I'm tired of waiting. I am. I'm tired of waiting. Uh, I need God to finally come in here and perform his word. I need God to hit the devil right between the eyes. And um, I asked the Lord, I said, how long can you be silent to the cries of your people? How long are you going to let the wicked prosper and the righteous suffer? How long, God, can you withhold yourself before you stand up and say enough is enough? And we know that God is going to do that. And so the scripture says here that God heard the cry of Israel. 
This whole story revolves around one reason that God was tired of hearing Israel cry out of affliction. And so I said, I have heard it. And he told the prophet, he said, I am now going to raise up a deliverer for Israel and I'm going to change the environment that they're in. God never intended for the wicked to rule in the earth. He intended for the righteous to rule in the earth. And so the Lord tells Samuel that he said, I'm going to send you a man. And he said, you're going to anoint him to be king or captain over Israel. And then down in uh, verse 21, it says, and Saul answered, because this is who God sent to Samuel. Saul answered and said, Am I not a Benjamite of the smallest of the tribes of Israel? And my family, the least of all the families of the tribe of Benjamin, wherefore then speakest thou so to me? It caught Saul off guard because the way he viewed himself did not create an opportunity for God to use him. He said, I, there has to be other tribes. If God is ever going to do something, there has to be other tribes. There has to be other houses. There has to be other people. But what attracted God to Saul was that he was humble in his own eyes. Humility attracts anointing. God resisteth the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. Pride goeth before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. God hates arrogance. And he will eventually deal with arrogance. And this is why you can mark it down. God is going to do something for the United States of America because it is an arrogant spirit that is ruling over this nation. The politicians are arrogant. There is arrogance in the church. And God hates it. And so pride goes before destruction. Well, if pride goes before destruction, then humility goes before construction. And God would allow sometimes his people to stay in a place until they are more hungry for him than they are anything else. And so the Lord, he, he, he anoints. Here, here is Saul. He's not looking for position. The people that God usually raises up, we're not looking for it. They're content to be in the presence of the Lord. Whenever you are eat up with ambition, you negate God's ability to use you because ambition only makes you king over your own kingdom and you no longer have any heart for the kingdom of God. May God use us to promote his kingdom instead of us 
using God to promote his. Hallelujah. And so God is dealing with the arrogance that's in this nation, that's in Hollywood, it's the wicked, and they have thumbed their nose at God, but I feel it in my spirit that God has already loosened an anointing on some men and women in this hour that did not see it coming. They didn't think they were qualified. They were leased in their father's house. They were too busy being a servant in order so that they did not want to rule. And God said, I'm showing up at your place in your life and I'm going to put something on you you did not have. I'm going to get you with something you did not know about and I'm going to raise you up and you're going to storm the gates of hell. You're going to hit the devil in the eye and God is going to release the word of the Lord. And so he tells he told the prophet, he said, I'm not qualified. Well, can I tell you, if God's picked you, you are qualified. Our merits are not necessarily what God is looking for. So if you go over to chapter 10, we pick this story up. Saul telling Samuel, I'm not your man, didn't stop Samuel. Because Samuel had already heard from God. Verse 10, chapter 10, verse 1, then Samuel took a vial of oil. He poured it upon his head and kissed him and said, is it not because the Lord has anointed thee to be captain over his inheritance. And the word captain here is used intermittently with the word king. Verse 2, Samuel now, after he anoints him, begins to prophesy to him. He said, when thou art departed from me today, then thou shalt find two men by Rachel's sepulcher in the border of Benjamin at Zelah. And they will say unto thee, the donkeys which thou wentest to seek are found. And lo, thy father has left the care of the donkeys and sorroweth for you, my son, saying, Where, what shall I do for my son? Then shalt thou go on forward from thence, and thou shalt come to the plain of Tabor, and there shall meet thee three men. Boy, this is accurate prophetic word. Three men going up to God to Bethel, one carrying three kids, another carrying three loaves of bread, and another one carrying a bottle of wine. And boy, when I read this, it, it clicked something in the spirit. Wine and bread are all about covenant, communion. So God picked somebody that nobody ever thought would be king. Then he sends Samuel to anoint him as king. And when he anoints him, 
The very next step is God says, now there has to be an act of covenant. And he said, and it's very interesting because when you go to the New Testament, there are such types and shadows here. When you go to the New Testament, at Passover, what did Jesus tell his disciples? You're going to be looking for a donkey. And he said, when you find the donkey, then you will find the house. And in the house is where you're going to eat bread and drink wine, and you are going to make covenant or communion with me. Now, God, when he's raising up this deliverer, hallelujah, they were deliverers. But when God always raises up deliverers, he anoints them. Hallelujah. Whether it's Joseph, whether it's Samson, whether it's Moses, all of them insignificant, most of them rejected by their brothers. The deliverers that God is raising up in this hour are not men and women that the status quo who has been in charge for 30 years would ever pick. God is going to blow up this good old boys club that's in politics and in the house of the Lord that manipulate and control and he's going to step out of that. Now he looks at Saul because he's humble. The humility brings anointing. The anointing, hallelujah, brings the covenant. And when Saul, hallelujah, meets them, he finds bread and wine meeting over into the covenant that Jesus is going to institute in the New Testament when he is bringing deliverance unto you and I. No wonder we are moved when we do communion because it brings an anointing and it releases a delivering spirit by the power of God. And then he says this. Verse 6, he said, And the Spirit of the Lord will come upon thee, and thou shalt prophesy with them, And thou shalt be turned into another man. It's just line upon line and precept upon precept. And it gives us a type or an understanding of how God is step by step instituting the deliverance for the church in this hour. Can I tell you that? I know the media makes it sound like it's not, but the majority of America is for God. The majority of America still thinks transgender is not normal. That homosexuality is not acceptable. The majority of America is not aborting their babies. The majority of America goes to church, at least of some kind. You can drive out at 10 o'clock on Sunday mornings around Nashville, and I can tell you can be in the sticks or you can be downtown. But most parking lots of every church are full because people have a hunger to meet their creator. 
And we've got men and women. My wife just met a wonderful lady that was a bomber in the Gulf War, got home, and God's changed her, and she's on the front lines for transgender. CNN shows up in her front yard wanting to talk, perverted and distorted everything that she said. And I told my wife, I said, if CNN wants to talk to me, I will talk to them. But it's going to be of the studio of my choice, and they're going to have to sign an affidavit that says I have to sign off on the final edit, and then we will talk about what God is really doing in this hour. We may, hallelujah, come from the south, but we are not ignorant of the things of God. Oh, hallelujah, can I tell you, they that be for us are more than they that be against us, and God is raising up some men and women in this time that are not going to be intimidated, that are not going to back down, that are not going to be quiet, but we're going to stand on the rock of ages and declare if God wants to do it, he will do it. So God picks him when he's humble. He then anoints him to be king. He then causes him to understand covenant with God. He then says, now I'm going to release the spirit of prophecy upon you. And he begins to add to Saul facets of the spirit realm that Saul has never ever walked in. And I don't know what God is doing right now. I don't know what it's going to look like. But I told the Lord, I said, this ain't enough. What we're doing right now is not enough. This is not going to gravitate and change America. There has to be another release of the nature of God. There has to be a heaven that opens up by the Spirit. I pray all the time, God, let me see such a move. I can point you out. God, I want to see him laying on the floor, speaking in tongues, out of, out of control of what God's doing by the power of the Lord. Most of you have never been in a service where there's such a heavy mantle of the anointing of God that people are on the floor floor, they're weeping, they can't get up, and there's a release, there is a release, there's a revolutionary change, there is a DNA change by the power of God. When you have, make God right now begin to release. I blow on you by the power of the Lord. When the Holy Ghost begins to blow on you, when the Holy Spirit begins to move on you, it will forever change you. Ten years from now, you'll still be talking about that moment that I met God at Bethel face to face. He got in me. He got on me. He turned me every way but loose. He shook me up. He re-energized me and forever put me on a path for the anointing of the Lord. Whenever God has set a plan in motion that's going to affect a nation. At some point, prophecy has to be interjected into that plan. Yes. 
So where are we? Well, I would say in the last two years, that's the number one thing that God has done. Prophecy has been injected into the church. And there has been a prophetic word of God. And so the Bible says that he tells him, he said, you're going to meet a whole bunch of people that are prophesying. And when you meet them, he said, the spirit of the prophecy is going to come upon you. And he said, you are going to begin to prophesy. Now, just for a little bit, I want to I want to touch on one verse here because uh, <clears throat> in verse 6, it says, And the Spirit of the Lord will come upon you. This is, this is a <clears throat> very uh, tempted interpretation because in most translations, it doesn't say the Spirit of the Lord will come upon you. Paul or Samuel is prophesying, and he looks at Saul, he said, and the Spirit of the Lord is going to rush on you. You can read Darby, you can read the ESV, you can read the New King James, the New Living Translation. All of them are saying the same thing, that the Spirit of God is going to rush on you. Listen, when you've been anticipating when Dillard's has their shoe sale once a year for 80% off and it opens up at 6 and there's people standing outside at 12 the night before, women. Have you ever seen video clips of Walmart where they... People were standing outside pushing on the doors because there was something inside that they were going to, it was a um, Black Friday or it's that crazy sale they had before Christmas. And the moment the doors are open, people are not standing there looking at their phone and saying, well, I need to get in there. You know. As soon as the doors are open, it is a rush They've literally said that people have had to go to the hospital because they got trampled because those people wanted to get to a destination. God had heard the cry of Israel for some time and it was breaking his heart, but he had no one to lead Israel into battle. So while he is going through the process of taking this man named Saul and he is preparing him, he has got him on a journey. The Holy Spirit is just pulling on the reins. I got to get in there. I got to get on him. I got to get on him. I got to get this deliverance to begin to take place. I got to destroy the Philistines. I, I got to bring my people into their inheritance. If you could see God right now, he's standing on the edge of glory and he's pushing, he's pushing, he's pushing. And at some moment, hallelujah, when God has released 
the fullness of the anointing on us. See, it is anointing and only anointing that breaks the yoke. We don't need motivational speakers. In fact, anointing is greater than revelation. I can give you thought after thought and you will be moved to say that's profound. But if there is no anointing on it, when you leave the building, you will not be changed. But I could see to you, Mary had a little lamb under the anointing of the Holy Ghost. And you think, my God, that's the best singing I ever heard in my life. What is it? It's not the delivery. It's not the vessel. It is the anointing that is on the inside because you were not designed to be able to resist anointing. When anointing gets on you, tears begin to flow. Feet begin to move. Shout comes up out of your spirits. So all of a sudden, when Saul, hallelujah, when the anointing hits him, the Bible said that the Spirit of God rushed onto him. Whenever, when God makes us wait, Many, most of the time, it's because he is doing something in us of preparation for that moment that he's going to thrust us into purpose. When God thrusts you into purpose, there is not time then for you to have a learning curve. When God thrusts you into it, at that moment, you better be ready. And so the longer the wait, the greater the purpose. The longer the wait, the more God is pouring into you and pouring into you and pouring into you. I could look at my own life and see that. I never thought that I could do what I'm doing. I'm like Saul. Am I not the least in my father's house? I have no degrees. I have no, I've never written a book. I don't have any great connections. <clears throat> Yet, God made me wait almost 50 years. But when he did it, he made me ready. Amen. Same thing with many of you. You don't know how close you are to the Spirit of God rushing on you. We don't know what service it's going to be where heaven opens and God comes out of heaven. In fact, when you go to, I, I, it's a little later on in, in 1 Samuel, let me see if I have it written down. 1 Samuel 16, the same thing happens again with, Dan, with David. He said, when Samuel anointed David, the Spirit of God rushed on him. Why? Because there was a man after God's own heart. And God couldn't wait to get a hold of him. Hallelujah. He couldn't wait 
to begin to release that anointing on David that would begin to deliver the people of the Lord. No wonder after 10 days of God's people locked up in a room out of fear for their life on the day of Pentecost, hallelujah, suddenly there came a sound, what? Of a rushing, mighty wind. What was that? That was the Holy Ghost saying, I've been waiting 4,000 years to be able to come out of heaven and get on a body called a church. And there was a rushing, mighty wind, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. I declare to you that at any moment there is a rushing, mighty wind. Why? Because we are anointed. We have made covenant with God. We are qualified. We have fulfilled the agenda and the demand of heaven for the Lord to release what he wants to release. So now God has to do a final work because it doesn't matter what people say about you. It doesn't matter if you're anointed, if you don't believe you're qualified you will shut yourself down. I did a teaching a while back on wine and grapes. Wine is very, can be very expensive, but it comes from something that's cheap. What makes it expensive is the process and time. Nobody raises wine. You raise grapes. But if the wine, once it, it has, the grapes have to be crushed. They have to be put somewhere in a bottle. And then they're not, it's not drank. It has to go through a rotting process, a fermentation, which takes time. And it sits in a dark room, so the light really can't get to it. Until over time, there's power that begins to be increased. It begins to be birthed inside of that bottle. And people that are grapes will sabotage their own opportunities because they don't think that they're qualified to do it because of how they view themselves. And grape mentality irritates wine mentality people. Because 10 are saying we can't go up because they got great mentality. And two are saying we are well able to go up. 
and take the country. Hallelujah. No wonder it was 40 years later that Joshua, hallelujah, is now ready to lead God's people out of bondage because he's been through a process. He's learned, hallelujah, to have the anointing of God in him. God looks at Saul. And he said, I see what he's going to do. But he doesn't think that he can. So he said, I'm going to let him prophesy. And when the prophetic gets loose in the atmosphere, he said, I'm going to turn him into another man. Can I tell you right now by the spirit of the Lord, there's a whole bunch of you that are in metamorphosis that God is changing the way that you think. No more this, we can't, we can't. It won't happen. We'll never get a building. We're not going to be able to stay here. We're going to have to shut down. It's over. So God said, I'm going to lose the prophetic in the atmosphere and I'm going to give you your own place. Why? Because he's turning this church into another man that no longer are we moved or manipulated or controlled by unbelief and the spirit of wicked people. But we devere, we declare by ourselves that if God be in us, so there has to be this process where God turns you into a different person. How many are thankful that you are not who you were 10 years ago? Some of you would not be married right now. I don't say that humorously. If you were still who you were now, who you were back then. But God, hallelujah, is the process of change. Constantly, hallelujah. With Saul, because there was no arrogance, there was no ego, God was able to do this quickly. You say, how do you know he didn't have it? Because when he comes back, he comes back to his father's house, king of Israel. And it was either his uncle or his father said, what Samuel say to you? He didn't say, better watch out now. I'm king. He said, oh, he just told me where the donkeys were. And when they went to anoint him as king, the coronation ceremony, they couldn't find him. And they had to consult God and the priesthood to find out where he was. You know where he was? Because he hid himself. This is a rhema word to some people in this building, to those of you that are listening to me online. Some of you need to quit hiding. You need to let God thrust you into what he's anointed you for. And this, well, there's other people more qualified can be an excuse. And if you're not careful, it turns into rebellion. Because God doesn't need talented people. 
God needs people, hallelujah, that believe that God is talented. To have the spirit of God in them. In this season that we are in. This is, I believe, what God is doing right now. I believe that God has rushed in on us. And he is changing us into something else. Hallelujah. How many of you believe that God is taking you through a process right now? And when God... I'm going to be transparent here. I have went for a couple of months where I, I have not really been able to feel the Lord much. And I would go to prayer and I would tell the Lord, I'd get up here and preach and God would anoint me. And I would come to church with nothing or else I had no unction. I would tell the Lord, I said, I need you to <clears throat> really show up today. But God will take you through times where he will remind you It ain't you, big boy. It's me. Hallelujah. And if he wants to humble you, he can humble you. I thought, Lord, I'm just going to have to get up and tell him today I've got nothing. And we'll just go home. But see, God loves you too much. He loves me too much. And he is changing us. He's changing us into who we are. Some of us are becoming fathers. You know, in about a year, I'll be 70. I just, that just sounds so weird. <clears throat> but God has to have fathers because he can't touch the heart of the children if there's no fathers. Because the last thing he deals with in Malachi, the last chapter, is I am going to turn the hearts of the fathers back to the children. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. And so we're going to let God deal with the building. I'm so grateful for what God's done, but that building is just a part. It's a facet of what God wants to release. And in the time being, as God has begun to breathe the prophetic in the earth, why? Because he is changing us into somebody else. Because who we used to be will not accomplish what God wants to be in the future. And so we have to allow the Lord to chip away. I still have parts of me that I don't like. And I all of the time tell the Lord, I said, I can't wait to get to heaven so this other guy doesn't come up here with me. <clears throat> Aren't you going to be glad about that? I don't know where he's going, but he ain't going with me. Because that would be heaven if the old man still goes up and then you have the battle. And so God leaves that thing. That's why the Bible says when the Lord comes back with a shout, that we shall be what? Changed. Thank you. Thank you, son. We shall be changed. Why? Because the old man can't go. 
every time God gets ready to, to do something that changes the atmosphere, he changes you. I can look back in my life, and I think many of you can, how there were pivotable moments, or you met the pivotal person, or you had that one moment. For me, one of them was, was doing um, <clears throat> the return. And to me, I, I, my wife made me go to that. And when I didn't think it was that big a deal, I thought, well, I just got up and prophesied for four minutes, and me and Burton are going to play and come home. Did not realize the impact it would have. But see, there was a shift. But if you'll notice that there was prophecy involved, hallelujah, and the prophetic has to come on those who are anointed. And so prophecy, it's not, just, it's not just the excitement of knowing what the future is. It is God declaring prophetically what he has already done in the spirit. He is now going to do in the natural. And so this is why I have absolute confidence that we are going to see a turnaround in our government and in the nation is because God hates arrogance. And you may not realize that, but the battle is already over in the spirit. It's already been fought. If Jesus was slain before the world ever began, this battle between good and evil in the year 2023 has already been fought in the heavenlies. And now God is saying, all I need is some men and women in Nashville, Tennessee that'll get a vision and implement in the natural what God has already declared is done in the spirits. That's why you have to be careful what you're speaking. That creative word, that little book we gave you by Charles Capp, that's a, that will change your life. With Saul, I know that his, his life did not end good. But what I'm wanting to dwell on is that he was the very first king that God ever raised up for Israel that was a deliverer. Now, I do not think that God has time for this generation to fail. That's why I don't, that's why I think God has taken so long with so many of us and taking us through such a tempering process because we can't have failure. God knew that Saul would fail, but he had a David in the wings. And I know this, that the Lord says in the last days, he doesn't say, I'm going to rebuild the tabernacle of Saul. He says, I'm going to rebuild the tabernacle 
<clears throat> of David. That means that it was already built and somewhere it got torn down and God needs it back. So he said, I'm going to do it. Now, if it took men, it could take us 20, 30 years to do it. But God created a whole world in six days, actually in five days, just speaking. Let there be, let there be, let there be. And it was, it was, it was, it was. I totally believe that we are in hyper speed in the spirit for God, hallelujah, to rebuild the tabernacle of David. And there is a Davidic anointing. Hallelujah. My God, I feel there's a Holy Ghost in this place. There is a Davidic anointing that this time there won't be any failures. We will not see on the news men and women that have fallen apart that God has raised up in this hour. But God, hallelujah, this is why he's taking those of the least of their house. Same thing with Gideon. Same thing in 1 Corinthians, for God has chosen the foolish things to confound the wise. And oh, I tell you by the Spirit of the Lord, it is a house of men and women that have submitted themselves to the Spirit of the Lord. And we are in covenant. This is why we do communion so much. It's because when you're in covenant, when you're in covenant, then there is nothing that God withholds from you. Covenant turns the key to God's storehouse. Uh, hear me by the Spirit. Uh, walk into my storehouse, saith the Lord. Uh, for those of you that are in covenant, uh, I am opening a door that no man can shut. Uh, and when I get done, the shelves will be empty, uh, but my supply will be reintroduced uh, into the kingdom of the Lord. Uh, for you have no idea, saith the Lord, uh, even before this year's out, the things that you're going to see uh, and behold, uh, and it will not be my by power, but it will be by my spirit, saith the Lord. I am going to bring the wicked to their knees. There is going to be a wail of the wicked as there's been a cry of the righteous. There's going to be a reversal, saith the Lord, upon the church of the Most High because I'm coming after a lost generation. I did not anoint you to give you goosebumps. I anointed you, saith the Lord, to give you the ability uh, to break the yokes of bondage uh, that are upon men and women. Uh, so this day, uh, I declare to you, uh, come in uh, to my house uh, and get a hold uh, of what I have released to you uh, by the Spirit of God. That's all I got. <laughs> Hallelujah. Want you to raise your hands. God, let the spirit of prophecy come upon us. Because, Lord, change us into a different person. 
Hayara bababa sotoria sitalabasande. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hyaya mondoria sitalabaka sotoria sande. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Let's not be quick. I want you to wait on the Lord a little bit. I'm telling you that God is changing us right now by the Spirit of the Lord. God is making you a deliverer in the name of Jesus. Lord, from one side of this building to the other, we begin, Lord, to say, God, make me a new vessel in the name of Jesus. Sunday. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Naima momo soria sitala bababa sande. Haya babako soria sande. This day, saith the Lord, I break the spirit of temper and anger off of my people. For I cannot change this generation. Because the enemy is trying to draw you, saith the Lord, into a battle of anger. And anger does not win anything, saith the Lord, but love does. And this day saith God, this day saith God, this day saith God, I'm going to change you by the power of the Holy Ghost. And I loose a spirit of meekness in this building in the name of the Lord. For did I not say the meek shall inherit the earth and the earth is mine, saith the Lord. It is my inheritance. So by the spirit of the Lord, hallelujah, by God, by the spirit of the Lord, we loose hallelujah a spirit of meekness in this building that the enemy cannot gyrate cannot move cannot entice you to move over into that realm but may the Holy Ghost get such a hold of you right now in the name of the Lord in the name of the Lord in the name of the Lord hallelujah I'm telling you, there's a metamorphosis right now changing there is a change taking place lust is going Unforgiveness is going. Depression is going. Anger is going. Temper is going. Covetousness is going. There is a revolutionary change. The Spirit of God has rushed into this building right now. And God has rushed on you. There is a rushing on you. There is a rushing on you. There is a complete metamorphosis taking place by the Holy Ghost. What is that? God needs a deliverer. While Jasmine begins to sing to us, I want us to come and I want us to just give God some time. Hallelujah. Give God some time. Come on, very quickly. Hallelujah. You have to remember that Saul had never prophesied in his life. But when God anointed him and he got a hold of the bread and the wine, the Lord turned him into a different person.
So here's what I want you to do. I want you to raise your hands. I want you to tell the I don't want you to tell God what I can't do. I want you to tell the Lord, tell me what I can do. God, what can this church do? Our church that's around the world that's a part of us, God, today. What can they do? Say, Pastor, you know, I don't have any talent. Neither did Saul. He couldn't even find donkeys after three days. And God found them for him. Sent them home. God, what can we do? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. My prayer partners, I'm sorry if you can get yourself up to the front. That'll help. Those of you that want somebody to join hands with you in prayer. Me want these prayer partners up here. If you have an area of your life that you know is your Achilles heel, let God turn you into a different person today. give it back to the devil hallelujah hallelujah in the name of the Lord you foul demon of ALS you lying demon of Lyme's disease I cast you out of Nancy's body pray with me church hallelujah in the name of the Lord in the name of the Lord God we begin to release Lord, as you did the lame man at the gate, beautiful, that his ankle bone suddenly received strength. The Holy Ghost, get in her body, in her joints, in her muscles, Lord, in her legs. And God, today, Lord, we lay hold. We lay hold on the word of the Lord. ALS, let go. Let go in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. God, the lame will walk again. Oh, 
Lord. God, give her an unction now. Oh, Holy Ghost, give her an unction. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Lord God, we declare it. It is coming on you. Coming on you. Coming on you. Coming on you. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Lord, I join with her in faith. God, this church joins. Oh, Nancy, hallelujah. The Spirit of the Lord. The Spirit of the Lord. God, be upon her. Every assignment of hell, we break in the name of the Lord. God, over this house, in the name of Jesus. God, I loose the supernatural. Father, be glorified in Jesus' name. Lord, we call it done in the name of the Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I believe from this moment on, going to see a reversal by the power of the Lord. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. God bless you. There's an awesome God he reigns from heaven above with wisdom, power, and love. Our God is an awesome God. Our God is an awesome God.
your presence. Hallelujah. God is doing something in the atmosphere. The atmosphere is seeded with miracles and signs and wonders. Hallelujah. Somebody say hallelujah. Just release your spirit for a moment. Come on, church. Oh, God, I pray, Lord, that you would breathe, God, upon your people, the spirit of prophecy, oh, God, which is the testimony of Jesus Christ. Lord, we testify that Jesus Christ is Lord. Hallelujah. 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 I'm going to tell you, I've lived with Pastor Kent for about 36 years, and I have never seen him under the power of the Holy Ghost. I saw him, I saw him stumble today and I thought, I thought he was going to go out in the Holy Ghost. Did you see that? My goodness. I, one time I saw him do that about 36 years ago. And when he came up, he was completely healed. And I believe that there is a healing power of the Holy Ghost in this room today. I, I just, man, I tell you what, the, the atmosphere is pregnant with miracles. Hallelujah. So I just want to bless you, Father. I thank you for the greatest people on the planet that are under the sound of my voice right now in this room. And Father, I thank you that we are not what we were. But Lord, I know that we are not what we shall be. For when we see you, we know that we shall be like you. And Father, we thank you, Lord, that we are ever being changed in the presence of the Holy Ghost. So Father, right now, breathe on gifts. Lord, gifts of prophecy. God, turn tongues and interpretation. Come on, raise your hand. God, breathe on gifts of healings. Word of knowledge. Word of wisdom. Breathe, Holy Spirit, upon the gifts in your people Lord because you're raising us up as a mighty army of God and Lord I thank you Lord that your people know their God and are strong and do exploits so Holy Spirit breathe upon us today that we go out changed in Jesus name come on agree with me in Jesus name why don't you give Jesus the greatest hand clap of the day God is good God is good. Hallelujah. 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 I love you, Jesus. You know, I don't think I told you that I love you yet today. If no one's told you they love you today, I want to be the first. I love you. And Thanks for tuning in. For more information about KCM International or Regeneration Nashville, go to KentChristmas.org or RegenerationNashville.org. And for the latest updates or videos, follow us on Facebook and subscribe to us on YouTube. God bless you.